Yo, what up? We are back with another episode of Big Ten Coast to Coast. I'm Ant Wright with my boy, Matt. What's up, Matt? Yo, yo, what's up, Ant? Big Ten Media Awards, baby. So there's always something to talk about now. Basketball. Like, Let's basketball, go. bro. Something that I understand that is not like – it's like you're like – like I understand football, but I just don't, you know. Like I'm, I'm just not with the nuances. I'm not with the whole storyline, and I, you, you know what I mean. But when it comes to basketball, yeah. that's like, it's like breathing. You know, it's just something yeah. you just know and something that you just do. Yeah. Um, got tipped off this morning that mm-hmm. these awards were dropping today at noon Eastern Standard Time. Um, I checked their account at noon exactly. It was no, I actually gave them a, a whole minute. I gave them a whole minute. <laughs> and I'll, I'm like, oh, was I lied to? And I straight up said, Big Ted needs to hurry up and drop these hoop awards. Yep. <laughs> I said that at 1202. <laughs> at yeah. 12.02. And then I think they finally tweeted it out. They tweeted it out. When was the TJD post? That was at 1205. <laughs> yeah. I was at 12.05. So, they saw your tweet and were like, we need to get this out. Yeah, so, like, let's talk about – we'll get to, like, who's on the – like, hey, these are the these are the all Big Ten preseason guys. Let's talk about your guy. Let's, let's uh, talk about TJD, Trace Jackson Davis. Deserve, not deserve, you're on the fence. Uh, where, where did your head go right away? See, I thought it was – very interesting because I can see the opposing view for Hunter Dickinson being player of the year um, or a preseason player of the year because I just how important he is to Michigan's success. But I think Trace is in that same way. Like IU goes where Trace goes this year, and he's by the focal point of the team. He's the best player on the team. He's the only reason why we were even in the tournament last year. He averaged, I believe. 18.8 points last year or something ridiculous as a junior. And he has a chance to possibly be the highest scorer in the history of the school. Um, so and that, you know, when you're at a school like Indiana, that's, that's a crazy achievement. So I think it's deserved, um, but he's got, he's got a lot of pressure now to live up to for, the, for really the first time in his career. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I just, I just don't see how. I don't see how it's not Hunter's or Edie's, in my opinion. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, like I like TJD. I'm super high on TJD. I like TJD a lot. But really? when it comes down to it, Hunter Dickinson, you have someone who has led their team to a Big Ten championship, who has led their team to. Um, to a Sweet 16 where, you know, on a team that didn't have any spacing for him and struggled. And then you have Zach Eady who, I mean, you give him 25 minutes this upcoming year, even like, man, even like 27 or 28, I mean, you can see some crazy numbers because he's crazy efficient. He, he, he rebounds a lot better now. No, that's someone who can have Luca Garza type numbers. Like I'm not saying he's going to get the numbers from three, but just box score points and rebounds. Can you not see Zach Eady averaging low twenties 
low double digits and rebounds? Right. I can. I know I know you can, but here's here's my perspective. Zach Eady is just tall. That is that is his skill, okay? Zach Eady is just tall. Victor Wembanyama is just tall. Okay, just Victor Wembanyama is just tall but can also dribble the ball and shoot the ball. Like Eady has no skill other than being just a gigantic human being. He has okay? some of the best touch in the country. He has some of the best touch in the country. He does have really good post touch, but again, that's easy to do when you ha- you're just 4 inches taller than the next tallest person. Okay? So Eady That's to not me, his fault. That's not his fault. That's it's not, not his, fault. his. It's not his fault. But I also don't think that you should be player of the year just based off your only skill being height. And then also, you can't stay out on the court for There's longer only, than twenty minutes. You're killing me. And a lot of that was because Painter was so far, was so far up the other dude's butt. I forget his name already. You, you, you know who I'm talking about. 6'10", he thought he was the greatest passer in the world. He had elite vision, average passer. Elite vision, average Mm -hmm. passer. Is that fair? Yes. Where, like, someone will be open, and he'll thread the needle, but it, like, hits their ankle. Or he, like, sees someone, no look passes it, but it goes into the 10th row. Mm -hmm. That was him. Yeah, no, no, mid-painter, for sure. But, again, to all the people in the chat that are, like, the people in the chat... The people that are confused about my take on this, you have to understand, this is coming from an Indiana fan's perspective. Okay, I'm salty <laughs> about this. Just let me be salty, okay? There's, there is a prerequisite to this argument. Um, no, Zachy is a really, really good player. I would like to see him play more. I want to see him prove that he can be out on the court more. Um, you know, prove to Painter that he can be out on the court more, right? Um, because just his presence out there on defense alone is just such an obstacle for offenses to overcome. But I, I, I don't see Edie being in the same tier as Dickinson and, and Trace just because of what he, they do to their teams. Like they're, but they play inside. They play inside out though. Like they, like, like Michigan and Purdue both play inside out. Right? Yeah. And I, and I, and I just think. I just think when they play inside out, it's conducive to Zach Eady to be good, to put up good numbers, right? Trace Jackson Davis, do they play inside out? Do they play – do they have an identity yet? They don't have an identity, but last year when we were winning games, you're we playing inside out, and then slowly as the year went on, we started running more pick and roll with the ball in Xavier Johnson's hands, and then all of a sudden we started winning games. Um, and Trace ended up playing better anyways because he was able to play off ball a lot more, um, which ended up being a positive for the team. And with that, what I just said in mind, somebody just mentioned like snubs. I, I think Xavier Johnson has to be up near oh, the damn top of no. snubs. No, no, yes sir. No, no, yes sir. I like I like Xavier Johnson. I don't think he's the biggest point guard snub. On this list, I I also don't think he's the biggest point. I think both there's two point guard snubs on this list. I think Xavier Johnson's one. I think AJ Hoggard's the other one. I oh, I don't God, know yeah. how those two exactly. did not get in. Like I like I, Chuck, I like Chucky Hepburn a lot. Don't get me wrong, but he averaged seven point nine and three assists last year. Okay, Chucky on, Hepburn uh, is so mid mid burn. He yeah he he but he's a he's a mid point guard, but he's like I don't know how to describe it. He's just like 
he's not going to lose you games. So like I enjoy as an Indiana fan, I enjoy having a point guard that won't lose you games because I've witnessed what it's like to have a point guard that will lose you games in the previous seasons. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a special soft spot for Ch- Chucky, but look, AJ Hoggard's the real deal. I, he's the best point guard for me in the big 10. Um, I don't know how he wasn't on this list. Yeah. Um, he, he like is, so ahead of the, like the curve at Michigan State as far as point guards go, um, you know. So I I I I'm just sitting here. I, I'm confused as to how Tyler Wall also made it on this list. I, the, both Wisconsin players, I'm confused on how they're they're on this list. But me too. Look, I'm. I'll say this: Chucky Hepburn is gonna be a very good guard. He's he's gonna be there for four years. He's 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 gonna score. A lot of points. He's going to lead Wisconsin to a lot of wins. Tyler Wall, very good glue guy. Probably one of the better glue guys in the country, in my opinion. But when it comes to star power, and look at the other names on the list, those two don't really – aren't on the same tier as any of them, in my mind. Yeah. So if if, if you're listening in late, Terrence Shannon Jr. from Illinois, Trace Jackson Davis from Indiana, Chris Murray from Iowa, Hunter Dickens from Hunter Dickinson from Michigan, Malik Hall from Michigan State, Jamison Battle from Minnesota, Jalen Pickett from Penn State, Zach Eady from Purdue, Cliff Amurier from Rutgers, Chucky Hepburn and Tyler Wall from Wisconsin, the only team with two players on there. And I can argue, yes. I can argue that that Chucky Hepburn is not better. I would argue it to anybody. It, he's not better than uh, – I would take Paul Mulcahy over him yes. as well. I yes. would take Paul Mulcahy from Rutgers. I would take A.J. Hogard from Michigan State. And I would take Tony Perkins from Iowa. And I don't think it's that close. Man, the Xavier Johnson hate is crazy. The hey, man- look, hey, look, I, I would take Xavier Johnson over Chucky as well. Okay, thank you, thank you. I I would take him over him as well, but I take Hogard, Perkins, and Mokehi over Johnson, and that's nothing against Johnson. That's nothing against Johnson. I like Johnson a lot. He's from my area, DMV, so you know I gotta rep him. I gotta yes, rep sir. him like crazy. Bro, he, um, he averaged thirteen and six last year on a team that could. I know, I know, I know. He's you know crazy athletic. Um, you know, he, he, he did a really good job in understanding, understanding pace and tempo, especially towards the end of last year, especially towards the end of last year. Um, and nothing like absolutely nothing against him. I just like, yes, he's a, he's a snub. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But the fact that you have, you have Chucky Hepburn, you have the media. This is the media. The media is telling you that Chucky Hepburn is better than AJ Hogard, Tony Perkins, Paul Mulcahy, and Xavier Johnson. What yep. are we? What are what we are doing? doing here? What are we doing here? What are we? What are we doing here, bro? Also, we're adding we're adding Tyler Walt. And don't get me wrong, he's a great glue guy, right? But we're adding Tyler Walt. Look at the rest of the forwards on this list and tell me he belongs on the same <laughs> list with them. He doesn't. It, it doesn't. He really doesn't. He doesn't. Um, I like um, the Jalen Pickett 
uh, and the Jamison Battle Editions. I know they're on like smaller teams in the Big Ten. Don't get enough recognition. Um, but Jamison Battle's a dude. That guy's good. He's um, so good. He's, he's so, so good, good in Minnesota. And, and Pickett, I, I really like what Shrewsbury's doing at Penn State. I think they're going to be like sneakily really competitive this year. They and it's going to be because of Pickett. They are. And it's going to be, they have a transfer. Um, I forget where he's from. He's from like Drexel or something. Um, Cam Winters. Yes. Watch out for him. Watch out for him. Very good player. Everywhere he goes, like, like that dude is, that dude is set on winning. That dude is set on winning. Yeah, that team's going to be scary to play this year because you, you see Penn State on your schedule and usually as a Big Ten basketball fan, you're just kind of like, okay, free win, right? This, this is kind of like, right. this is this is easy dub, but on the road, not this can, year. On the road, it can get a little bit choppy. On the yeah. road, it can get a little bit choppy. But on the road uh, in the Big Ten, almost anywhere outside of Nebraska gets really choppy. So Right, right, right. Xavier Johnson is X-A-V-I-E-R, right? Yes. Just making sure before I send out this tweet. The, the media is telling us they think Chucky, Hep- Chucky Hepburn is better than Adrian Hogarth, Tony Perkins, Paul Mulcahy, Xavier Johnson. Yeah. Well, I- I'm I'm low-key happy that Xavier Johnson is not on this list, though, because he is a dude that takes things to heart, especially if he doesn't get recognition. Bro, that Wisconsin-Indiana game when we play them this year is going to be must-watch TV because Xavier is going to be so mad at – Chucky Hepburn for, for nothing that Chucky Hepburn even did. Chucky Hepburn just existed, and the media voted him in. And Xavier Johnson is literally gonna—he's gonna be so—he's gonna be like Chucky Hepburn might have like said should have just like said something about his mom or something, right? Like he's gonna be so mad out there. He's gonna play with so much intensity. It'll be fun to watch. Oh man. Oh. So Illinois. Illinois, I think, is the most talented team this season. Would you agree? I'm not going to say that they're going to be the best because they have a lot of new pieces that they have to figure out. But I think top to bottom, they have the most talent. Would you agree with that? I think Indiana's close. I think Indiana's close. But I, I just think when you're looking at who has pros on their team, Illinois is number one. Yeah, I actually agree with you. I, I legitimately agree with you. Like, I'm an Indiana fan, right? Indiana bias. But, and I, I want to so bad have the copium and say that we're the best and most talented, right? <laughs> I like this Illinois team a lot. Yes. I do. I yes. do. When I take the rose-colored glasses off, crimson-colored glasses, I see it. I see this team being really good, but there's so much they have to do. There's so much cohesion that has to go on. And this might be Brad Underwood's biggest job that he's done uh, in his career. Like He has to put together so many pieces here um, that haven't played together before, that are coming off injuries, that are transferring in from other schools, that don't know his system. There's a lot going on here. So we're going to get a very different Illinois team in the first two months of the year than the last two months of the year, and that's for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, so, like, look, we got – we got – you have – you have – you have Terrence Shannon, right? You have – we have Matt Meyer, who was just at the G League Combine. Matt uh, Meyer's had, so good. He, yes. he he was buried on that, that Baylor team, but he was so instrumental to their, their success there. Like 
Yeah, he's have a bigger ball. role. He's he's yeah. gonna have a much bigger role. Um, I don't think people know how good he is on the ball. If you go back and look at his high school tape, he's yeah. very he's very very good on the basketball. Mm-hmm. At Baylor, he was more of like a transition guy, mm-hmm. glue guy. Um, we'll see if he's gonna be able to handle a bigger load. So you have Terrence Shannon, you got him. R.J. Melendez, I think, is one of the more underrated players in the entire country. I think he's a future first-round draft pick. I'm not I don't as know high. If that's as, this year or it's in 24. I'm not on as high as on him as you are, but I can see where the hype's coming from, right? Like, yeah. I, I see his skill set and I go, okay, I can protect this to, as an NBA player, but at the same time, it's like he's got to go out and prove it, right? He's got to go take that that position at Illinois and make it his this year. <laughs> Here's kind of where I'm at. If you were to switch RJ Melendez and Max Christie this last year, RJ's RJ's probably in the late teens of this last draft. If you were to give RJ yeah. Max Christie's shots and looks, RJ's in the league right now. I don't know who he's playing for, but he's in the league right now. Easily. Easily. Like I mean, he was – Man, that's on Christie. Like, that's on bro. Christie yeah. underperformed last year. I thought Christie's gonna be much better than he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and like, he got a he got so his leash was so long. He had the longest leash of anybody. Dude could shoot twenty percent and still play thirty minutes. It was absolutely insane. And I'm sitting here like, it was crazy how many times I'm watching the the uh, this game, and I'm like, yo, R.J. Melendez would. He'd be averaging like 17 for them right now. Easy. Efficient yeah. 17. Like 39% from three. Solid like 46% from the field. Man, it's all good. So they got them. Um, couple good freshmen. Sky Clark, real nice. Jay Neffs, yep. real nice. Yep. Ty Rogers. A lot of buzz about him right now. Um, uh, Coleman Hawkins is very good going into his third year, I believe. I think this is the type of team, depends on their backcourt, but this is the the type of team that can get to a Final Four. I don't know if they can win a national championship. That all depends on their their backcourt. That depends on how good their freshman guards are because their guards aren't veteran guards, right? So can they grow up over over the first 35 games to have the experience to take the team – on their back and get to a national championship and maybe even win the whole thing. But they have the tools. They have the tools yeah, to absolutely get to a final four because of the different ways they're going to be able to defend, play on offense. They, they're going to have really big wings. Hey, you want to slow it down? That's fine. Cause we got big athletic wings. You want to play fast? We can play fast too. I think those are the really big things. And then they got to, they got to, their shooting is the only thing that I am questioning. Terrence Shannon's a very good shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meyer is a bit erratic with his shot. Um, he's streaky. He's, yeah, very, 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 very streaky. Um, we'll see how the freshmen are. RJ Melendez can shoot it. Uh, I am. I'm kind of worried about that piece. If, if they could find shooting as a team, if they're shooting around – Thirty-five percent, thirty-six percent. They should they should be in a really really nice spot. Yeah, uh, the thing for me for Illinois, I think the the biggest piece for them 
is not just outside of cohesion, right? Because like getting to know each other and getting to play with each other, um, is how how ready is Sky Clark to be a contributor on this team? Like yeah. again, he's, yeah. he's coming yeah. off an injury. He's coming off, um, you know, uh, not really playing a lot his last couple of years of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, how how is he going to fare in a, a physical Big Ten? But you look at all the other guards in the league, right? It's a lot of three four year players that are mm-hmm. played in the Big Ten for now, either transferred in or played in the Big Ten for at least two years now. Um, and they're going to, they're going to be real physical with him. And he's going to have to, to learn like every freshman guard does how to adapt to that. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think that that's, I think that's why I like them. Depends on the matchups. I'm a big matchup guy, but why teams that can win in multiple ways can get to the final four. He's going to be able to grow a lot faster than other freshmen in the country because of what you just said. These Big Ten guards are legit. They're very, yep. very good. They're three, four-year guys. They're 21, 22, 23 years old. And they're going to – and, they're and you know, Sky is going to either have to – he's going to have to fight or flee. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. like, so, like, it's not like Illinois has, has some, like, veteran guard to kind of, like, go back and kind of, like, go to. They didn't go out and get one this past year which is fine. But these younger guys coming in, they're going to have to get it going uh, pretty much right away for Illinois to, to, you know, like people say first weekend, first weekend, da, 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 to get past that first weekend. And then you're two games away from a final four, you know? Yep. So it's interesting. I, I see the Illinois hype. And again, I'll, I'll take Illinois wings almost over every other team in college basketball outside of like the top three. Right. Like, I think their wing duo with Meyer and Shannon is just so, so good. I so agree. I, 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 I really like this. Illinois. I am high on Illinois as well. Um, let's, let's go to Iowa. So okay. I think there's Tony Perkins. Yep. who's was a clear snub here. Clear, clear snub. Um, Chris Murray, do you buy the hype? And Chris Murray is on here. He's on a lot of first round draft pick boards and all that. Because of Keegan, let's not – let's keep it real here, right? Okay. He's on there because they're like, okay, he can be Keegan Light. If if he's Keegan Light, he probably still gets drafted late first, early second. Uh, who else on this Iowa team do you see? I like this young kid coming in, DeSante Bowman. Um, Bowen, he's pretty good. Um, yep. McCaffrey, the 6'8 dude, he's back. Um Man, who else? Like, then, like, of course, Tony Perkins. The, the way that he came on towards the the second half of the Big Ten season last year was also huge, man. Yeah, it was. I I, I like Tony Perkins a lot as a point guard. He's, I think he's a little bit different than what uh, I always had in the past, right? You look at like the Jordan Bohannons, right? These these small point guards that run around and shoot. Like Tony Perkins can guard and hang with anybody. Right? I agree. Uh, that's that's different. That's a that's a changeup. But I'll tell you, as far as the Chris Perkins argument goes, you know, you're talking to an Indiana fan. Last year, we got Chris Perkins' best game. Okay, he handed it to us uh, when we went to Iowa. Uh, he's the only reason why they even won that game um, because mm-hmm. his brother Keegan 
was a no-show that game. We we zeroed in on him. We doubled him the whole game. He he couldn't get a shot off. I think he I think he had like eight or ten points that game. It might have been the lowest points he scored um, that year. Let's see. Uh, Keegan had twelve points. He was five of nine. He was basically a no-show, right? Because you know Keegan was cooking everybody last year. Chris decides to come off the bench and drop twenty-nine on us. Okay. <laughs> And he used 12 of 18, 2 of 5 from 3, 11 rebounds, 2 assists. Um, and just absolutely cooked our team. The guy could not miss. And so if, I, if I'm if i looking at that and, you know, people are – you said, oh, it's just based off of Keegan. I'm looking at that and I said, I saw Keegan and Chris. I thought they switched jerseys, <laughs> bro. I, I thought they, they legit switched jerseys. So, yeah, it's based off of Keegan. Of course it is. They're twins. How can it not oh. be based off your brother? They're they're literally twins. A left-handed um, version. A left-handed yeah, version. Yeah, a left-handed version. It, <laughs> it was so weird to watch them play. I thought I was watching a mirrored, but – yeah, I I see the hype. He's just got to put it together. And again, you know, Keegan's right-handed, which I think is hilarious that that Chris is left-handed. But it's like I look at them and I go, I I make sense to me why Chris would be a little bit slower in development, right? It, it's it's easier to develop a player when he's right-handed than left-handed. There's not a lot of you know it's hard to coach a guy when he's working with a different hand. It's a completely different shooting motion. It's a complete they do everything the opposite, right? So I look at that and I go that makes sense to me. So if if it clicks for him this year, it will really click and he'll be a first-round draft pick just like his brother was. I'm with you. No no arguments there. Uh, Michigan. Uh, this has been the quietest offseason that Michigan has had, and I can't even – I don't even know when the last time it was this quiet. Literally, like, like, like no content. No content because nothing's been happening. They went overseas. Um, I was able to, you know, uh, do the, um, the uh, Yusuf Kayat stuff, kid from Lebanon, uh, who's uh, – coming over for to be a freshman this year. Um, they have a pretty good class coming in, but it's really Hunter, and then they have a transfer from Princeton and Jalen Llewellyn, um, who Michigan is going to need to be good this year. This is another team that their backcourt, very thin. Yeah. When I say very thin, I mean very thin. They have uh, Jalen Llewellyn, and they have Doug McDaniel. That's it. That's, Doug is a Doug is a true cool. freshman. Yeah. Doug is a true freshman. They do have shooting guards, but they're not the combo guard type, right? There's a big difference between being a shooting guard, combo guard. In my opinion, combo guard is someone who who could have dual duties, right? Yes, um, they have Kobe Bufkin, six four, six five. He's not the combo type. They have Jet coming in, Jet Howard, not the combo type. He's going to be a straight two or three. So uh, they they can't have injuries. They can't have any type of foul trouble at the point guard spot. Uh, I'm not sure what their walk-on situation is at the guard spot. I'd have to look at it. Um, but uh, But they're very, very thin there, very, very thin there. My question to you is, uh, outside of Hunter Dickinson, right? Because we know we know Hunter's options number number uno, right? He's right. 
he's the big honcho. He's the guy that's running the show. He's the dude that has his own damn barstool podcast and is going to go like, he's got everything right. He he's the main man at, at Michigan. Right. But who's number two on this team? Jalen Llewellyn's number two. He's number two. Uh, I'd probably say, man, I don't want Terrence to be number three. I want him to be number four. I think Terrence is way better when he's not pressing, when he's going about the game just methodically, just, you know, just real chill, real calm. He's not pressing. Where you saw Eli Brooks last year, he went from the number four guy to the number two guy. Mm-hmm. And he struggled a lot because yeah. he had to – he was the one in, initiating. He wasn't just going through the game, picking his spots. So he had to adjust big time throughout the entire year. He was much better when it came to the NCAA tournament. But, like, throughout the year, it was a, it was a roller coaster for him because he's not being guarded by the number three or four perimeter player anymore. He's being guarded by the number one perimeter player. Yeah. That was a huge difference. He had Trent Frazier in his pocket, right? Right. When usually you would want Trent Frazier on, on like someone else, right? You want Eli to be able to be comfortable, go about his business. Terrence Williams is very, very similar in that you would want someone like that to, you don't want to put more stress, more load on them than what they can really handle. Um, yep. You know what I mean? So look, the way that he was able to, to uh, shoot the ball, I hope he worked on his guard work all all summer long, all spring long, all fall long, um, you know, just to make sure that he stays multidimensional and he's working on his game. Um, I like Terrace, Terrace, Terrace Reed. Um, we'll see if Will Cheddar can, can play this year, real good shooter out of Minnesota. Um, uh Isaiah Barnes has been turning some heads. We'll see if he'll be able to uh, suit up and play. But um, this team is isn't going to be as talented as last year. Uh, uh-huh. But they're I think they could be better for Hunter, and I think that's what I think that's what makes the most sense. I think that's what makes the most sense. They have to be good for Hunter. You have to be the best team for your best player. They're going to be a, they should be a better shooting team. Uh, they should be a better. They should be a better defending team on the perimeter, um, and they should give Hunter maximum spacing. What part? What parts of Llewellyn's game is going to help him be number two and and thrive in a Big Ten? Again, this is this is a Big Ten that you have again a lot of really physical guards coming back, right? We just named well, Tony Parkins at Iowa, right? Six two. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So like he's six two, long arms. He can he can create for himself. He's a three level guy. He could hit you off the bounce for three mid-range, get to the basket. Uh, he had to run the one and the two for Princeton last year at the same time. Okay, yeah. So he had to bring the ball up, give the ball up, and then go cut around, get the ball back, get into pick and roll it, and operate. So I think he is um, – and, and he's a former top 100 player. So this isn't some guy who is under-recruited, under-rated coming up. Like, like he had big-time offers coming out of high school. And uh, so the so like all the all the talent is there. It's just a matter of you know can you do it against top competition on a night to night basis, not just three or four times in the fall and that's it. No, no, I think the the Llewellyn transfer is actually crazy because not only is he so good, 
but he's also been running the Princeton offense for now a couple years. And to me, that's scary because now you get, uh, you know, Juwan, who to me, like, I I grew up a Miami Heat fan. So, like, I know Juwan, right? Uh, Who's a basketball genius, right? So, what's the over under? How many games until Michigan starts breaking out some Princeton sets? Like, when is I mean, that happening? They already have some Princeton sets. They, they do, yeah. They, they do, um, like, the offense is more free-flowing than B-line, but there are a mm-hmm. lot of B-line concepts within it. Yeah. Um, so, there, so, there are, so there is a lot of cutting, a lot of handoffs, a lot of oh, off-ball man. run-ats and, like, curl actions then pop out. So, there are, there are a lot of Princeton concepts within it. And the big thing about Princeton being in a Princeton system, you see the game differently. You are usually yeah. one to two steps ahead of the other team of the of the defense. So you can see a cut from someone, and they haven't even started their motion yet. But you know when it's coming. You know where the ball's going to go, and that's going to give and that's going to give him a clear advantage, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. That's why a lot of my guys because. I have, to, I have to be honest. A lot of my Indiana guys, you know, we talk, we talk a lot of shit in the offseason about all the <laughs> other teams, right? But we're looking at Michigan like, oh, Michigan got another transfer point guard in. Here we go. Like, is this one going to work out, right? Uh, I, I, I had to go, whoa, 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 pump the brakes, pump the brakes. Llewellyn might be the best of the transfer point guards that they've gotten. Not only that, but he's also coming from Princeton. And it is hell to have to guard the Princeton offense. And that dude's been running it for a couple of years now. And they already run shit from the Princeton offense. Anyways, I was like, he's going to fit in perfectly with Juwan. Now, how is he going to be able to defend? I know he's six foot two in the Big Ten, more athletic guards. We'll see about that. But offensive-wise, especially next to Hunter, I think he's a really, really good fit. I'm with you. All right. Michigan State. Michigan State. So they got Malik Hall on here. Um, A.J. Hogard should be on here. Uh, Jay Nakins is going to be good. Uh, Joey Hauser should be a lot better. It's like I've, I feel I'm like waiting we, for Joey Hauser that every a, year. I'm waiting for Joey Hauser. I feel like I've been told that Joey Hauser is going to be good for, what, two years now? However long he's been there. I, yeah, I'm just I've waiting. been waiting for it. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for him to just explode. Michigan State's issue this year is one. They have one big issue. One What's big that? Issue. Ten scholarship players. Oh, they're they're uh what ten? Ten. That's it. They have ten scholarship players. One of them came in to think that he was going to be a red shirt right away. The other two are going to be true freshmen. So, so you're talking like seven a, like a seven players. or eight man rotation then. Seven or eight man rotation. I think I think they'll go nine. I think they'll go nine. Okay. I think they'll go nine. But do you know how many centers they have? One. They have they have with any with at least ten ten minutes per game of play. Do you know how many centers return? Zero. Zero. Yeah. Zero. So they got Matty Sissoko coming back for his third year. Right. They have um, Joey Hauser, who will split time there, but he's really a four. But they got Jackson Kohler, really good big man. Um, and they have um, and they have Carson Cooper, 
Carson Cooper came from – he was on IMG's B team, I believe. Um, and he's the one who they expected to redshirt when when he when he first came. Not sure what he's going to do now. But, I mean, you're looking at – I mean, ah, like this is – if you're just looking at this list, Hunter Dickinson, Trace Jackson Davis, Zach Eady, Cliff Omurie, and then you're bringing in a front court – with no experience, um, it's going to be really, really tough in some games. It's going to be very, very tough. But their backcourt, in my opinion, is the best in the in the Big Ten. Yeah, they're they back have the best backcourt. Their backcourt. Yeah. So they got AJ Hogar, they got Tyson Walker, they got Jaden Akins as well. Um, in their backcourt, able to handle the basketball um, and just completely run the show. I don't think anybody else has that in the in the conference with as much with with this with as much confidence that they should that they should do well. Like I'll, yes, that for they for sure should do well. There are no question marks there. I'll tell you, because a lot of people are like all right, Indiana, Illinois, and then who else in the Big Ten? I'll tell you that if Michigan State can figure out that front line and, and figure out a guy that just fits, he doesn't have to be a game changer. You know, from the five or the four, whoever they're going to play there, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be a game changer, but Izzo's best teams have hungry guards, right? The guys that can get after you. This team has that, right? Yeah. So they they have guards that are going to make their bigs better and play better than than what they actually are. Like I think Hogard is going to make Sissoko better when he plays when they play together. So yeah. if those two can actually gel and take it up the next step, it doesn't. It, I'm not talking like five steps. I'm talking like a step or two. If they can just elevate their play a little bit, I can see this MSU team being a, a top eight contender going into March. <laughs> it's going to come down to their health. You know, yeah, it's going to come yeah, down to their health. They don't um, have. They don't have 13 scholarship players. They're they're down three guys, right? Yeah. yeah. And they've already had two injuries yeah. this fall. And that's Malik Hall and Jaden Aiken. So it's not like these injuries were like happening to like it kind of sucks to, to like say it, but like not important players. Like Aikens and Hall, these are guys who you expect to play at least 25, 30 minutes. These are big minute guys. Um yeah. there is a question. There's also a question on the wing. Um, Pierre Brooks, uh, they're going to really need him to step it up to play that three spot. Um, he did come in a bit out of shape this past year. They're going to need him to be him to take a huge leap for his sophomore season. And they have they do have Malik Hall penciled in to play the three, but playing the three is very it's very different. It's a different mentality. Than if you're the four who just happens to play the three. Like if you're the three, your responsibilities change a bit. They change a bit. Can he hit those same shots as someone like Gabe Brown? Is he running these wings hard? Is he able to do that from a stamina standpoint? Is he able to run the wing hard and you know, you know, in motion, be able to catch one of those skip passes or those up court passes and knock down a three? Like like uh, Gabe Brown could, 
Yeah. Like Max, like Max Christie could at times. <laughs> at times, yeah. At times. Yeah. At times, I had to say at times, but it's it's I don't know. It's we'll see. We'll see. Um, and Brian has a really good point when he said that uh, Malik is losing his mobility advantage he had as he had versus the force. What that means is Malik's about six, seven, right? Yep. When he's at the four, he's strong enough to guard them on one end, but on the other end, he's fast enough to create a disadvantage for the opposing team. Yep. Right. How does that translate now that he's playing the three, he's going to be playing against some quick players, Right. Are they going to be able to play him there, or are they going to play Tyson Walker, A.J. Hogarth together quite a bit, move Jaden Akins to the three? Because Jaden Akins at 6'4", six, at six, super athlete, very athletic. He can rebound with anyone as a freshman. So him as a sophomore, he's going to be able to defend on one end and give hell on the other. So – I'm going to be interested in that, too. I don't think they should force – if Malik can do it in spots, cool. But him playing 15, 20 minutes at the three, I just I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And he may need to move down to the four, push Joey to the five so he can get some more reps there. But just like Brian mentioned mo- the mobility advantage, Joey has to use that advantage when he goes to the five. Hey, when you're playing – on defense, you don't need to be some stopper. Just, 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 just hold firm. Right. Just hold firm, knowing he's going to have to guard you too. Right. And can you take advantage of that? Are you going to be able to come off screens? Like imagine Hunter trying to guard Joey coming off of double staggers. That's impossible. It just, right. it just doesn't happen. Uh, you can't do that to poor Hunter. <laughs> exactly. So if so, if they do have Joey playing more five, they're gonna have to play to that advantage, right? You don't want to him play the five and you keep him in the middle third, just going from top of the key to block to like the elbow. Like move him around. See, make these yeah, centers yeah. guard. That that's that's an interesting. But okay. So, like, if you have Joey playing the five, right, I've seen Joey Hauser guard fives. It's not yeah. pretty. Right? It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not pretty. But Tom Izzo also doesn't send doubles for some reason. Yeah, that it doesn't help him out, right? It makes Joey look worse than he is. But right. he's also not a five, right? He's so, not a five. So, for me, the key this year for Michigan State is if they're going to play small, right, if they're going to play Joey at the five, right, He's got Joey's got to make shots that allow him to be a positive, right? Yes, exactly. He, he cannot be the the anchor dragging this team down to the bottom of the ocean. He he can't be the brick tied to my leg uh, while I'm trying to swim, right? He yep. he can't be Michigan State's brick, okay? Uh, so he's got to at least go level, which means he's got to make some shots that consistently last year he was not making, right? Yeah. And he has he's the same problem that Miller cop has been having for Indiana where it's like, sure. His numbers look fine, but it's like in the positions in which he needs to make shots, either clutch shots or, or, or just in big games, he needs to make shots. He just disappears. He's it's like a vanishing act. Okay. Yeah. That, that none of that can happen this year. 
he has to be a positive in every single game he's out there because this team needs him to make up for what they're not going to have on defense. True, true. And Michigan State's issue is that at the three, four, and the five, their two best players play the exact same position. That's Hall and uh, Hauser? That's that's Hall and Hauser. Yeah. Like, the, the two best players play the exact same position. Like, stretch four. Like, they're – and, like, they're both the same type of dude, right? And, yeah. like – and that's why they want to move Malik Hall up, and that's why they're, they're going to have to move Joey down because that's the only way they that they can play together. They're, 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 they're either going to have a four playing a three or they're going to have a four playing a five. That's the only way they can play together. But they have to play together because those are their two best guys at the three, four, and five segment, you know? So I don't know, bro. I don't know. Izzo does his, you know, Izzo does his things his own way, right? And that's why we love him, and that's why he's successful. I be this is a very interesting problem for me because I want to see what like, what how Michigan State <laughs> evolves the years go as the year goes on. Because yeah. he look, I know he's looking at the same problem going into this year. He knows this is a problem. He right? should go zone. He should he he should play zone. Play zone. You think he, he, he should play zone in 15, and, 20 minutes. You think he goes to Syracuse and sits with his buddy Beeline for about four hours Beheim. a day? Beheim. Just, Don't talk about that. <laughs> Beeline, Beheim. Uh, you know what other conferences, other conference fans, they call Tom Izzo Big Ten Beheim? Did you know that? Really? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> when I found that out, I was rolling. I was rolling. Actually, like they, I, it makes sense. It does make sense. They both had a national championship like 20 years ago. Yeah. And then they've had some Final Four trips since since then. Yeah. Like they and they go to the Final Four in years in which you don't think they'd go to the Final Four. <laughs> and if they exactly. don't go in the Final Four of the years that you think they would. <laughs> exactly. They call them Big Ted Bayhart. Um, so, yeah, man. If this – so, like, Tom Izzo has this thing where, like, he jokes with the media about they may play some zone this year. I'm dead serious. They should play some zone this year. I, I don't I, – that shouldn't be a joke. Yeah. Especially they should play some small, zone. You should. No, I'm talking if if they have Malik at the three and Joey oh, yeah. at the four. That length is crazy if they do that. Yeah. 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 Put, put those two on the wings and then you go with like Sissoko inside or even uh, Kohler inside or Cooper inside. Doesn't matter there. But, you know, and and what that does is that preserves your team almost, too, because you only have a nine-man rotation, ten, ten scholarship players. I, I'm Brian, just saying it makes Brian, sense. Brian says uh, they're getting doo on the glass if, if they play zone with the front line. That's why it's interesting, Brian. That, that is why I want to watch this because Izzo is going to have like an aneurysm halfway through this year because his team is going to be unable to rebound, but they can't rebound because they're too small, right? But they but they could be tough. They, they could be, be tough, very yeah. very tough. Understanding yeah. angles, you got to be physical. You can't be you can't be small and a soft team, right? <laughs> so if you're small, you gotta be you gotta be tough. Just super off topic. Super off to, off topic, but that reminds me of during the during the uh, Wembenyama Scoot Henderson game. Uh, they were talking about Tremont Waters. Tremont Waters was like five nine, 
right? Yeah. Tremont Waters said that he was not in shape when he was with the Celtics. I'm sitting here like, wait, you're five huh? nine in the NBA and weren't in shape? What are we doing? Like, that's the one thing that you need. Five nine, and I wasn't in shape <laughs> in the NBA, bro. In the NBA, what, what I don't know like, why that made me he think. He got about the it. contract with the Celtics and went, all right, I'm playing 2K, sitting on my couch eating McDonald's for the next three months, Shane and then Jordan like, is. oh, it's training camp. Right. It's training camp. Oh man, maybe I should just get Wendy's instead. Like, the quickness what? is all you have at five nine in the league. Like, I don't that get. That was crazy. I heard. I that. don't I'm get like, that. What? That's e- that's either some either that's a lie, or that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I, it's ridiculous. I couldn't believe he said. I couldn't believe it. He like he came out and was like he came out and said something like I I wasn't in the shape I should have been in. Da, 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 da. I'm like, what? Like, bro, if I can it's like, look, contract? it's one thing, it's one thing if you're like Shaq, right? Where you're seven yeah. one, seven two, you're dominant, you can play yourself in shape and still hold your own. You can't be a little cue ball, right? Yeah. Uh, on an NBA court, like, oh my goodness. So uh, this this is a cross sports transition, but you got to have the mindset of Emerson Royale. So if you don't know who that is, Emerson Royale is the a fullback or a right back in position for soccer for Tottenham Hotspur, who sucks <laughs> ass. He's so bad, but you know what? For whatever reason, his coach keeps playing him, and he wants to get better. So he spent one million dollars on his body in the last year to get it ready to play. He bought like a hyperbaric chamber for himself he goes like massage three times a day he does all this shit all this conditioning or whatever and it, and it kind of worked like he's mm. kind of like a little bit better but he's still ass because he's still yeah. but but that's the mentality you gotta have if you get an nba contract you gotta put all that money that they give you back into yourself to make yourself better so you get that second contract the first contract is great it's the second contract that legitimately elevates you to having like uh what is that generational wealth right so you got to yeah. get that second contract anything to get that second contract if you're good. i'm with you there ryan allen said izzo likes the transfer portal more than zone and that's saying he, he did not like the transfer portal this last year so saying that he's like yo he was like yo yo zone is straight cheeks bro zone is cheeks um. All right, let's move on to um. We can talk Minnesota a little bit. Um, right. Jameson Battle, very very good. Uh, they got a transfer from Moorhead State to help out in the backcourt. Um, can't believe that Parker Fox tore his other ACL. That's um, Parker so Fox, sad, man. Parker Fox, um, Division Two transfer, National Player of the Year, I believe. Um, transferred into Minnesota. Yep. And uh, he's from Minnesota. Tours, yep, from Minnesota. Tours ACL last year, rehabbed all year long, rehabbed all year long, and then toured again. The tours other one, and uh, I don't think he's playing this this year either. And that's tough. That's so that so sad. tough. Because I actually like their coach. I ben like Johnson. Ben Johnson's goaded. I I really like what he's done so far. I like their coach a lot, man. I like their coach a lot. I'm not sure how far they're going to be able to go this year. They're doing a much better job recruiting the state, which is why he was hired. Um, But when it comes down to 
can they make a postseason? I I don't know if they're there yet. I don't know if they're there yet. But they're moving in the moving in a very positive direction. Yeah, they're gonna um, be they're gonna be tough for some teams to play because they're big. Like you look yeah. up on the roster, it's like most of their dudes are six eight, right? Six nine. Mm-hmm. There's there's some big dudes. Also, they got Dawson Garcia transferred from UNC, I believe, right? Yep. Yep. Um, Dawson Garcia is there. And he's going back home to Minnesota. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what his development is like again, because he he was supposed to be competing for the rotation at UNC, and then mm-hmm. was an absolute no show, right? He Didn't started even, there for a while. He for a while, there, right? and then they they benched him, and then he just didn't really make any more appearances for them, right? Yeah, and um, then, then I think he left and went. And then he left. Family matter. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see what he looks like getting full playing time, knowing that that, that position is his, right? Like he's playing, he's playing oh, for there. Sure. Nobody, for nobody's sure. even competing for that. Right. So how does he look in the big 10? Um, and then I, you know, I'm in love with Jamison battle. I think he's so good. Uh, he's a really, really good college player. So uh, they have this be competitive one kid, in some games, but they have this for, one kid about six eleven, Yeah. Um, who may push Dawson to the four at times. And Jameson to the three. Um, his name was like Luke. I think his name was like Luke's. Is it Luke something? Um, Trey something. Luke or Luke or Trey? I'm looking. Trey. Looking. Trey Thompson. Trey Thompson. Trey Thompson. Yeah. Seven feet tall. Um, from Minnesota. He's someone else who, who could push Dawson to a four. Oh, he went to Lalu. He's a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real good player, real good player. Um, for I me, think they beat they yeah. they they beat someone that was pretty good this last year without their main players, and like he had to play a lot in that game. Was that Wisconsin? That they beat? Oh, let me check. I'm trying to remember what they beat. Was. They beat some weird team, and I'm just and I I went at. I went at whoever they lost to because I'm sitting here like – I'm sitting here like, ain't no way. Like, ain't they no way you're game. supposed to lose this game. They made that game scary against IU both times you played them. I was That was not enjoyable either. That's that's why my, where my love of, of Jamison Battle came from because he was so good in both those games that we played. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. who's this guy? My key for them is who, who are their guards, right? I You know, they got, they got forwards. They got wings. Who's 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 going to be their guards going to step up here? But, uh, they uh, have the kid from they have the kid from Moorhead State. Let me see if if, if I see his name, I'll be. Is that Cooper? No, I think it's Cooper. Uh, I think it's Taurus Samuels, possibly. No, not no, not Taurus. No, so he transferred from. Torres transfer from Dartmouth. Okay. Where's the kid? Where's the kid who's? Where's the kid from Moorhead State? Talon Cooper. Talon yeah, Cooper. Cooper. From, Cooper, yeah. From uh, from Moorhead State. Yeah. Yeah. So, I believe, I believe Cooper has like two or three years of of um of eligibility. First team All Conference last year. Um, he's pretty good. Not bad at all. 95 no. career games, 52 starts. He's a, he's a good guard, but, I, you know, again, it's in a league of very experienced Big Ten guards. So uh, 
how, what are we going to, how's that going to fare? Right. How, how is this transition going to fare? So, yeah, I'm with you originally from Detroit. So he's going to love playing against uh, Michigan and Michigan oh, state for sure. That's for sure. Uh, when, when do they play? Do, do they play? Do they play in Michigan? They play, yep. Yeah, they play at Michigan and they play at Michigan state. So get ready for uh, if Minnesota is having a decent year and Cooper's, you know, a big part of it. Get ready for about thirty-five minutes of family coverage. <laughs> His whole fam's gonna be there. Yeah. Oh man. He got um, seven thousand people from his high school here in this arena. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to. Um, let's talk. Let's let's talk Purdue. Let's talk Purdue. So oh, okay. <laughs> you gotta talk to him. I know, I know. I know. So you got so like we don't even need to mention Zach Eady. We already touched on him. Um they're they're four and five spots, in my opinion, are taken care of. I think is one of the better, more underrated front courts in the country. Um I do like their fours. Hoffman Wren should be playing this year too. One of the one of the top power forwards in the 2021 class. I believe yep. he redshirted this last year. Uh, he should be good to go. Um, they have um, they have the other kid who, for some reason, just completely completely stopped getting time, um, which was really strange because because I felt that he was. Uh, um, Caleb first just felt that he yep. was just in he was in a in like the perfect situation to play alongside Trevion, play alongside Edie because he could stretch the floor, he could dribble the ball a bit. Um, their front court, in my opinion, pretty good. They have, I believe they have Mason Gillis back too. Yep. So yeah, their four and five spot taken care of. Yeah. Their backcourt, their backcourt. Um. Ethan Morton, they're gonna need more from him, and I, I think, I think Brandon Newman is gonna be one of the shining stars in the league. You think he's so? Not, he's not someone that you can put on a preseason list, but if I were to say, hey, who's underrated, or hey, who's gonna who's gonna turn up this year? Brandon Newman for me. Um, we'll see how much the new kid from um, from Oregon State. We'll see how many shots he takes away. You can think of like David Jenkins. We'll see how many shots he takes away. But Brandon Newman, six four, six five. He could be like their their uh, their version of like an of like an of, of like an Etoine Moore, where he has combo duties as point guard and shooting guard, facilitating, creating for everybody initiating offense. Um, I think this is a really big year for him, man. Really big year for him. Um, and they tried like hell in the portal too, bro. They did. They, they tried. tried. They, they tried, tried so, so hard. hard. They tried so hard. They, they were, they, sh- they should have got Nigel Pack. If they had gotten Nigel Pack, I swear to you, Ant, I swear to you, they would, <laughs> they would have won the national title. They, they I, like I, I'm, I love Nigel Pack. I think he's so good, um, and him on this team would have unlocked so many things for them. But 
Man. The, but Miami they, said, here's a bag. Yeah. Straight up. No, it's, you know, God bless Miami. That's all I have to say. Uh, no, this team, yeah, you said you said it. They're fours and they're fives at the strength of the team. Like, Edie is great. I know I opened up saying he's just tall. Um, he's not just tall. He's very skilled as well. I'm just salty. But he's really good. Um, when he's not playing, they also have really good players behind him. I, I think Trey Kaufman, Ren, if you didn't follow recruiting, you'd have no idea who he was because he redshirted last year for them. He's going to space the floor for them. So he's like a stretch floor. He's somebody that can come in and give Mason Gillis time. I think Caleb first will have a bigger role in this team um, playing the five instead of the four this year, um, which is a position I think he's more suited to playing in anyways, because I think he's more of a mismatch at that position. Um, he'll probably be bigger and stronger again as a sophomore to coming in and filling in for Edie. Um, they also, yes, they got a new really tall white guy center. Uh, his name is Will Berg. <laughs> He's from Sweden. He's seven foot two. I hate it. Everything about it. It's so dumb. It's so stupid. Um, and and I look up and down this roster. It's funny because I'm very familiar with all these players because most of them, IU and Purdue, were both recruiting. Ethan Morton being one of them. Who's a huge target for Archie Miller about three years ago. I chose Purdue over IU. Um, not salty about that at all. Uh, he's going to be a good player for them. He's a six foot seven guard. He's he's one of those like uh, threes that can also just like be a big guard at the same time. I like him. His playmaking is really good. His, he's got good vision. Again, the, I think the rest of his scoring and the rest of his game has to come along this year if he wants to be Purdue to have a very successful season. Because again, I think their their point guard position and their three are their the two biggest weakness on this team um, and depth. Because I think once you get out of the, the fours and fives, I don't really know who they have behind Brandon Newman um, and they have a, behind Ethan Morton. I, they don't really have a ton of people that come in. They have uh, Fletcher Lawyer, who uh, is going to be there. They have Braden Smith. That's a guy to look out for because when you're looking as far as somebody to break into this rotation as a point guard, uh, Braden Smith, freshman from Westfield High School in Indianapolis, He's, he's going to have to play. He's, he's going to have to play. Now he's he going to have to play, but he's good. He, he's, people are going to understand this about halfway through the season, and he's just a really, really tough dude. That's, he's like one of those prototypical like Indiana high school basketball players. He's just going to know his assignment, and he's going to do it really well. Um, so I look out for Braden Smith to start making a name for himself, probably like – a third or, or maybe even halfway through Big Ten season because people are going to be like, oh, Braden Smith should be on all Big Ten freshman team. So uh, as a guy, he's like a three, four-star recruit. You know you know who who Painter likes, right? Painter likes guys like Dakota Mathias. Yeah. Uh, who's the other dude recently? I forget his name already. Um, My kid, um, about 6'4". He had like a weird form, but the ball always went went in. He like cocked it back like above his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was from Crown Point. Oh my God, what was his name? Klein. Yes, Ben Klein. 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 Yeah, Klein, Klein. was from Crown Point, but yeah. Klein. Stefanovich. Stefanovich. Fletcher, Fletcher Fletcher Lawyer is gonna play because he's got a ratchet. Yeah, you think so? Just because he's of his got a ratchet, ratchet and shooting shooting motion, he's gonna play. I can see that. 
just because just because he can shoot it, like he can really Look, shoot the ball. It, it's a shot in the dark who's going to be their their rotation at guard because they can't just play yeah. Brandon Newman and and uh, Ethan, Ethan Morton, Morton the whole game. The whole game. David Jenkins is going to play. David's not. He's not trans, transferring in without without playing. He's going to play. play. As well, yeah. He's going to play. I think they're going to go with. I think they're going to go with uh, Newman, Morton, Jenkins. Uh, Smith and lawyer, honestly. Yeah, I I can see that. I just I'm I'm sitting here kind of like their point guard is a weakness of this team, and that hasn't really been the case for this Purdue team. Well, I guess it was last year. They weren't very good at, at point guard, but previous seasons, like especially really good painter teams, they always have a point guard or a guy, a ball handler that is like really reliable. Um, and they don't have a reliable ball handler on this team, so. I'm sitting here kind of questioning what's going to happen with that. But if they play inside out like they have been the last couple of years and Edie gets to play 30 minutes a game this year because he's not, he doesn't have a leash or somebody sitting behind him that they think is better than him for some reason. Um, if Edie plays more than 30 minutes a, a game this year, Purdue's going to be top four in the Big Ten and just sitting there uh, nice and pretty getting ready for a <laughs> terrible loss in the Big Ten, uh, the NCAA tournament in the first round. <laughs> I like it. Uh, you know what? Let's open it up now. Um, let's open it up now to uh, anyone who wants to come up and talk or ask questions or anything like that. Yep. And um, in the meantime, in the meantime, is there another team you want to discuss? Northwestern. Let's talk Northwestern. Yep. <laughs> you want to talk is, Northwestern? What is, what is Chris Collins doing? You know, outside of Boo Booey, who who on Northwestern is is going to be decent? Let's see who can dribble the basketball on their team. Because they had a bunch of dudes transfer out too. Yes, they had a whole bunch of dudes transfer out. Like some really good players transferred out. They have Chase Audige ready to shoot the ball with absolutely no arc whatsoever. Oh my God, Chase Audige drops drops thirty on Indiana every time we play them. I hate that name. <laughs> I hate that name. That dude only has good games against Indiana. I don't understand. Oh, all right. So they have Boo Booey back. Chase Audige is back. Look out for Julian Roper. Look okay. out for Julian Roper. He can play. Um, they got Ty Berry back. Um, Robbie Barron is back. Matt Nicholson from uh, Clarkston's back. They're oh, hurting. Ben, I just saw your uh, question. No, IU has zero chance. They have Brian McIntosh as, as an assistant already? Brian McIntosh as an assistant. Yes, because apparently – insane. He was just there like not, two years ago. How did he not find a, a, a place to play overseas? Or maybe he didn't want to, you know? And guess who was the other – Taylor Battle is an assistant coach. At Northwestern. You think they got a COVID year they can suit up and play? <laughs> Taylor Battle from Penn State, bro. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Where was he? I knew he was uh he joined in last year as an assistant. This is his second year. What was he doing? What did he do before? Absolutely insane. I didn't know that. Taylor Battle, bro. You got Bryant McIntosh. He's like 23 years old. Uh, 
That's crazy. I know we have um we got a uh, oh my god why is his name escaping my memory now uh give me a five seconds to to rack my brain with names um we just got a a graduate not even graduate assistant like um player development assistant that was he was playing overseas. I'm ashamed that I'm out. Indiana? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see. I got it. I got it. I got it. Here it is. Three, two. Jordan Holes. There we go. My brain. Jordan Holes is back? Jordan Holes is not only back, he is our team and recruiting coordinator now. Jordy Halls, baby. Jordan Halls. He led the he led the Greek league in three point shooting last year percentage. He's like forty six percent or something like that from three. And he was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. That yeah, they fun. won. I think I they won the championship too. And he's like, you know what? I retire. I'm done. I'm done. I want to retire on top. I moved back to Bloomington. It's funny because he's a Bloomington kid. He's, he oh. grew up grew up in Bloomington. It's weird to call him a kid when he's like eight years older than me. But yeah, he's a, <laughs> the man a chance in NBA. True, bro. Now he no, nah, he could have he could have been an NBA player for sure. For sure. Oh not on defense though. Jordan on Holmes? offense, oh, sure. Yes. <laughs> he comes out during every change change of his possession. He's yeah. like, all right, guys. I don't do do this part. I'll do this. Yeah. Part. He just sits in the corner and uh, doesn't leave the corner. Just contest the corner three. Oh, all right. Ben, what's up? What up, man? Haven't been on here in a long time, so it's good to be back. Have you guys gone over Wisconsin? No. No, uh, I, I not feel really. Like, I feel like there's not a need to really uh, really talk about them. I hope they lose every game, though. <laughs> I'm with you, Ben. I'm with you. I, I, I agree. I hate Wisconsin with a burning what, passion. What do you guys think about Tyler Wall being on the – wasn't he on the All-Big Ten like preseason Like with those guys? Yeah, we we actually covered that earlier. We, we were talking about how the hell A.J. Hogard and Xavier Johnson – well, I was talking about Xavier Johnson, but how the hell A.J. Hogard was not on this list and Tyler Wall and Chucky Hepper were on this list. Like I think Wisconsin is like – the seventh or eighth best team in the Big Ten, and they have two guys on the All Big Ten first team. How do, that doesn't compute to me. That makes zero sense. <laughs> on my tweet that I said that, that I was talking about, uh, the media is telling us they think Chunky Hepburn is better than AJ Hogarth, Perkins, Mokehi, and Xavier Johnson. Um, this Michigan State fan goes, I'm sorry, Ant, are you telling me that Mr. YMCA Paul Mulcahy is still at Rutgers? <laughs> Mr. YMCA. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then a tweet comes back, like, not only is he still there, but he has two full years of eligibility. I wonder what uh, color headband <laughs> he'll be wearing it's, this year. Is he a junior this year? COVID year, bro. Oh, my God. COVID year, man. Oh my God, Paul Mulcahy, what a legend! Now, he's actually good. 
Paul Mo- Paul Mulcahy. No, Rutgers basketball is scary this year. We didn't talk. We didn't talk about them, but they're scary. Yeah, Rutgers. Rutgers should be all right again, man. They got Caleb Caleb McConnell back. Um, Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, who yep. caused you know havoc on the perimeter. They got Mulcahy. They have a transfer in from from Saint John's. I believe they have one to say John's transfer. LSU. That's I a big. I think they difference. got LSU last year. <laughs> that is, but but like, uh, I I deal with so much. Let me stuff. let me look it up. Let me look it up. I deal with so much so much stuff. I know there's so many, there's so many people going coming and going. There's so much movement, bro. There's so much movement. But they but they do have a um. This is a dude who took a lot of shots last year, I believe. Wherever he was. Um, Are we talking about Andre Hyatt? I think was there last year. I don't think that's him. No, that's not him. Um, I think it's someone else. You talking Jalen Miller? Jalen Miller is a sophomore this year. Yeah, he he's got, a sophomore. He got hurt towards the end of last year. Was it Malat Mag? No, I, yeah, Andre Hyatt transferred from LSU. Yeah. yeah, but I swear he was there for two years. Was he not there last year? I don't think he was there last year, no. Because they're denoting. That's what I was thinking about, but I was like, wait. I don't know. I, I got my years mixed up. He was there last year. He was what? there last year. No, uh, Hyatt was there last year. Hyatt was oh, there what last am year. I mean? They have Cam Spencer from Loyola, Maryland. No, it's not Cam Spencer. That's not it. No. I give up. I give up. I, you know what? I very well could be mixing my teams up. You could be that, but like, <laughs> you could be talking about Maryland. I could be talking about someone else. Who knows at this point? There's so many teams. No, I'm. Oh no, 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 no. I was thinking about Nebraska. I was thinking about Nebraska, and I'm gonna go and tell you exactly who I was thinking about too. Um, Nebraska has a transfer from LSU. Transferred no from another SEC team, I believe. I believe it was possibly Alabama. Um, they got Jelly from Alabama. Is that who it is? No, I don't think so. No, <laughs> no like, like, wait, 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 what? No, no, they got Jawan Gary from Alabama. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. I'm like sitting here like, am I going crazy? Jawan right Gary now? transferred from Alabama to Nebraska. Nebraska? Yes, yes, yes. That's that's what I was thinking about this whole time. I'm sitting here like, huh? So you're like, wait, what? I'm like, wait, where? Oh, too many red schools, too, bro. Too many red schools. That's true. You need to kick some red schools out of the Big Ten. <laughs> There's seven of them. Seven. There's too many. Seven. Just get – no, we were here first and get get original. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Actually, I think Loyola, Chicago, and Wisconsin were there before us. But, you know, I, we were there third, so get original. <sighs> I'm looking at candy. Nebraska's basketball roster, and I have to tell you, this is – very underwhelming. But, like, that's normal for Nebraska basketball. Uh, Juwan Gary, a transfer from Alabama, 6'6". Six, six. 
Quarren McPherson, a red shirt. He's from he's from Link Prep. You think Sam Hoiberg gets any time this year? Coach's Is he son. He transfer from Michigan State. No. No, that's someone else, right? No, Sam didn't transfer. How many kids does Fred have? I don't know. That's a good question. Is he like Drew Brees and has like 20? <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at this roster. Like They're not going to win again this year. This 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 might be his last season. Yeah, it's so sad because I thought he actually was going to work out well. Yeah, they need someone like Muss, Musselman. They need someone want, like Musselman. I want Tominaga. I want uh, Kisei Tominaga to, to pop off. He's fun to watch. Lefty. All he does but, is shoot, bro. Like, Bro, but he comes in. He wears the goggles too, right, when he plays? Does am he I, wear goggles? Am I misremembering? But I don't I'm, think he wears goggles. I think that's uh, the other dude. Nah, yeah, yeah, that's the other dude. But, I think it's Brayden no, Buck. Yeah, that's Brayden Buck. But you say, my boy from Japan, gotta rep Japan. He's gonna be, he's gonna be fun he to watch. Michigan he saves. Yeah, he just runs out there and only shoots threes. Yeah, that's all he does. That's all he does. That's all he does. Great. But he pulls. He pulls. Yes, he, he does. And he thinks it's good every single time too. Hey, so, Matthew. He he, uh, he saved Michigan basketball season. You saved Michigan's basketball season? Yeah. What, what, do, you mean, what, what do you mean by that? What do you they mean by that? They were like six and about to beat Michigan. And then I'm pretty sure he got a technical, and then we came back and won. He was <laughs> oh, my God. He said, Michigan is not doing? making the tournament if they lose to Nebraska. Yeah, they don't make the tournament. I remember no this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did get a technical. Like, did he celebrate too much after hitting a three or something? It was something stupid. Like, no, like it was like a foul call. It was a foul call, which was a bad call, but but he reacted by like running down the court. Oh, so not only yeah. did he get so we got the shots and I believe he got the free throws and then got the ball and I think we scored. Like it was really as, it was Mich- real quick. as Michigan fans, do you guys think it's a bit ironic that uh you guys benefited from somebody screaming their head off at another person? Hell yeah. <laughs> but for real, I, I can't oh. take another season of Michigan being on the bubble. It's not good for my mental health. You will not be on the bubble this year. Hey, I hope, hope not, man. I don't think you guys will be on the bubble this year. If you guys were on the bubble this year, I think a lot of things would have had to go out wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like that or the Big players. Ten is just really bad, but I don't think that's the case. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Oh, all right. I think we should just go go ahead and uh, and end this. We've been on here for over well well over an hour. Um, and we didn't even talk IU, but it's fine. We can leave that for a different podcast. Did we talk? I we didn't talk IU. No, we just talked about Trace at the beginning, and that was it. But oh man, we don't we don't no. We can skip them. We can leave that for a whole different podcast, I think, because that, that'll be a much longer discussion, I think. <laughs> we, we can talk about that for a long time. Hey, man, I have been waiting years for IU basketball to be back in this position. I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna soak it up while I can. Do what you got to do. What are your guys' most intriguing mom conference games? 
You mean non-conference games, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, most intriguing non non-conference games. Um, I like. I think Illinois plays North Carolina, right? No, IU does at home. In Indiana plays hall. them. Then who does Illinois play? Uh, Illinois it, plays somebody good. IU also plays Arizona and Vegas, um, hmm. which will be fun. That'll be a fun non-conference game. Do you know who has a ridiculous schedule? Michigan State, right? Michigan State. Their schedule yeah. is stupid. So yeah. dumb. Like it's like you have you have ten scholarly players. I don't know. I don't know. Look, Illinois, Virginia. Will be fun, right? They that they play right and Baylor. Wait, they play against Baylor this year, and you have two Baylor transfers on Illinois. Illinois plays Baylor. Do they? Or are they just part of the? Oh, the tournament in Vegas. Ah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we haven't really got a chance to really look at everybody's schedule. Uh, as you can tell, but uh, but we can talk schedules at some point for sure. Yeah, like a later episode. But I say, all right, they play UCLA in Vegas. Yeah. Then the winner of Baylor, then the winner or loser of Baylor, Virginia. Uh-huh. Um, then they got um, Syracuse they, at home. I think they lose to UCLA, so they'll probably probably play the loser of of Baylor or the loser of Baylor, Virginia. So probably Virginia. Probably Virginia, yeah. Um, then they got Texas. They got Missouri, whose cheeks. I mean, it's an okay schedule. It's an okay schedule. The Mizzou game is always big for Illinois. Rivalry game. That should be fun. I don't understand why that's a rivalry. I don't understand it. It's just like a border war. That's all it is. I'm excited to see that Michigan-Kentucky game in London with uh, Hunter versus uh, Kentucky's big man, Oscar. Mm. Oh, well, you guys played them in London? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Michigan State has Michigan State has they have Gonzaga. Uh huh. They have Kentucky. Uh huh. Villanova. Oh God. Alabama. Uh-huh. The winner or loser of UConn, Oregon. Okay. Uh, they go to Notre Dame. No. Okay. And, that's just, and that's just November. Oh, God. That's just November. And then they, like, lighten up a lot with Brown, Oakland, and Buffalo. Are they going to be two and seven? December. In November? <laughs> Look, I'm sorry, my Michigan have, State friends. My Michigan State friends. Have, I'm sorry. <laughs> they do have Northern Arizona. Okay. On the schedule, um, everybody at the Phil Knights going to be good, and you have at Notre Dame. That's a game that they should win. Um, but Buffalo, Oakland, and Brown, those should all three. You know, Oakland has Rocket Watts now, right? Yeah, I did know that. That'll be a fun game to watch. Yeah, so they got Rocket Watts. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So Buffalo, Oakland, Brown, they should win. Northern Arizona, they should win, and they should win. So, like, if they go into the if they go into Big Ten play, 
with like six like six wins. Um, yeah, I won't be I won't be surprised. I won't be surprised. And that'll be tough for them because yeah. then they they have to win over at least ten games in the Big Ten, right? Because you would hope. Tournament. You would hope. Yeah, you would they hope. But, I mean. You're not making it when you're 16 and whatever with a losing record. Yeah, if you have a losing record, you're not getting in. That's yeah. Just not, that's just not happening. No matter how um, hard, ridiculously hard your non-conference is, right? doesn't matter. They, yeah, and they can't have bad loss. They cannot have a bad loss. So they can't, they can't lose to Northwestern or, like, you can't go to, like, you can't lose in Nebraska. You can't That's have a lot of votes. pressure on a team that doesn't have a ton of depth. Yeah, so like they got to make sure that they are um, that they're taking care of the teams that they know that they should beat. Um, then you go 50-50 with the tougher games, and they should be fine. But um, that November, that is going to be if they can get out of there above 500. That's a positive. That's a big positive. That's a big, big positive. That'd be ridiculous if they can do that. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. All right, man. I'm about to drop this off. Um, All right. Thanks, everyone, for coming through and chilling with us today, man. Uh, You'll be able to catch this episode on a re-listen on the podcast, Big Ten Coast to Coast. You can get that on Spotify, iTunes, and all that good stuff. Yep, and if you listen to this one live or you're catching this one as your first one you're catching, you should definitely check out the ones that we did previously. Definitely. So. Yes, sir. See you guys. Talking to you guys. All right. Yes, Thanks, sir. Ben. Bye, guys. See you. See you.